Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Tuesday, February 9th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. It is game day once again. Maybe the last game for a few days, a few days more than we thought. Flyers will take on the Caps tonight, 6 o'clock uh, in D.C. They'll once again have an opportunity to take two, both games of the set by virtue of winning that game on Sunday, 7-2-4 in D.C. over the Caps. Uh, but the Flyers' schedule beyond that's a little in flux right now. The National Hockey League issued an announcement yesterday saying that uh, two additional Buffalo Sabres games, February 11th, 11th and 13th versus Washington, and three more New Jersey Devils contests, February 11th and 13th versus the Flyers, and February 15th versus the Boston Bruins, and two additional Minnesota Wild games have been postponed. Now, I believe 17 players it is right now from the New Jersey Devils are in COVID protocol. Another 10, I think, from the Sabres. Those two teams played each other uh, about a week and a half ago. And now those games are postponed. Uh, so the Flyers' Thursday game and the Saturday game are now postponed against the Devils. And also, Washington's games are postponed where they're supposed to take on Buffalo. So does it make sense for the NHL to have the Flyers play Washington since both of their teams are uh, being postponed and the Flyers and the Capitals are both available? We'll see. That, that, that's pretty logical. But we'll see if that takes place or not. Uh, I think building availability based on um, some reporting that I saw, people looking at the NBA schedule of the Washington Wizards and the Philadelphia 76ers, they could get the two games done. Uh, but that remains to be seen if the NHL is going to do that. Uh, one person I'm hoping, uh, I know is hoping they don't do that, is Flyers head coach Elaine Vigneault. Why is that? You go, oh, you keep playing games, you're rolling, you got a good record. Uh, I think the coaching staff would love a little extra practice time. What we've seen around the NHL in this now almost at the quarter pole for at least the Flyers and, and some teams is that teams that have had breaks or started their season late and weren't in COVID protocol, and the reason why is their opponents uh, were dealing with COVID protocol, so they got some extra practice time. Uh, we've seen them be a lot tighter in their systems, have much better uh, defensive zone play, that's one thing we've noticed with a lot of teams around the league. It's not just the Flyers that are struggling in the D zone. A lot of that comes at the quarter pole of a regular NHL season. We'll see when it comes in this season, but I know Elaine Vigneault wouldn't mind getting some practice time to work on some system work with his team, a lot of film, also the power play. These are all things that when you're playing every other day, it's very difficult to work on that because when you are on the ice, it's not for a long period of time. And you just don't have the time to get into that detail work uh, of those things that in a normal regular season, when you have off three days between games every other week or four days off or a five-day break, you have those opportunities, plus you have the longer camp. So we'll see how that plays out, and uh, we'll see if uh, the Flyers get a couple extra days off. If tonight is the last game after the two Devil games, they'll be back at it on Sunday. So that, that's where they'll pick up the schedule. It'll be a couple of day break, a couple extra days, uh, but not over a week or anything too, uh, too, too extraordinary uh, that would uh, lead to rust, if you will, for the team as well. But let's get to uh, our feature guest interview on this episode of the podcast. Now, the Flyers this year in just 13 games have three hat tricks. The first one in the season came from Travis Konechny. The second one was Joel Farabee. The third one was in Sunday's game against the Washington Capitals, 
and it's our guest. He joins us right now on Flyers Daily. It's number 21, Scott Lawton. Scotty, how are you? Uh, good. Uh, just hanging out uh, in the hotel in Washington here, so um, it was good to watch the Super Bowl with uh, with some guys last night in, uh, in our mailroom, and, and uh, it's been good. I saw somebody put out a tweet and said that the Flyers actually scored the first touchdown on Super Bowl Sunday and the extra point. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a nice uh, nice game to to be a part of, I guess. Uh, to to have a bunch of uh, goals scored and, and probably fun to watch. Uh, you guys in the game, um, it, you go down in the game a couple of times, but you keep battling back, and then. You come into that third period, and we know that third periods of late haven't been the greatest for you guys. You've gained some leads and maybe lost them, but in that game, that had to be a determined effort for you guys to finish that one off, I assume. Yeah, and I think we've been uh, trying to preach it uh, from from the get-go just uh, to be able to close out games like we were last year and um, just trying to stay on our toes and and go after teams and and make it hard on, on them to get the puck out of the zone and um, I thought we did a better job of that collapsing um, in our own zone and, and uh, making it hard for them to get pucks through and, and uh, through the neutral zone. So um, a step in the right direction for sure and, and uh, uh, exciting to, to get that win last night. It was a noon game, Lots, and I don't know the last time you were up at 6 o'clock in the morning for a hockey game because uh, your day had to start early with testing and everything because of the protocols. Mm-hmm. Is that probably a squirt? Yeah, it was uh, it was an early uh, wake up call, um, but uh, I honestly I know a lot of us uh, like playing in those afternoon games. We uh, usually have a, a lot of uh, one o'clock games at home on Saturdays, so um, I, I think we were ready, and and uh, it's kind of nice to just get up and play and and uh, get it uh, get it done. Let's talk about the line that you're playing with right now with Joel Farabee. He's another guy that's got a hat trick so far this season and James Van Riemsdyk. And when you look at the ledger and the, the amount of points that you guys are piling up, it's it's almost absurd at this point. Uh, what is it about that group uh, playing with those two guys that's working for you guys? Yeah, uh, I think JVR is uh, skating really, really well right now and, and uh, obviously doing this thing in front of the net and, and uh, making a ton of plays. I think uh, I've said it before, but uh, I'll say it again. I think he's really, really underappreciated uh, his playmaking ability. So, um, it's really fun to, to play with him and, and he gets you the puck and, and Beezer's the same way. He makes plays. He's, uh, stripping pucks from D and, um, he, he's, uh, scoring some, some timely goals for us and, and some big goals. So, um, he's, uh, he's been playing really good hockey the last uh, couple of weeks and, and, uh, we just continue to need to grow as a line and, um, try and get better and, and, uh, build off, uh, the chemistry that we have. When you look at uh, Joel Farabee, and he comes into the league last year, he had a lot of good scoring chances in his in his first year, but he wasn't finishing on, on a lot of them. He got his goals in, in his rookie year and, and had a good year, but this year he's come back with an ability to finish. Uh, you remember that jump, what it's like going from uh, mm-hmm. you know playing in junior and then professional and then playing in the NHL and how much more difficult it is to score. Uh, you seen a big, just a difference in his release and his ability to put the puck in the net. Yeah, the way uh, when he had that hat trick, he a uh, couple of those goals were um, not uh, not the best sitting pucks, a uh, little bit of rolling pucks, and he's been able to get them off. So um, I'm happy for him. I think it's tough as a as a young guy when um, you're kind of going up and down and and uh, not knowing really where you are and and. Uh, so I'm 
I'm really happy for him this year. He's, he's uh, definitely built himself a, a role here, and, and uh, he's been really good on the PK too. And, and uh, I think that's helped his game and, and uh, continue to, to grow as a player and push forward. Hockey's such a weird game, lots because you know early in the season you guys were piling up some wins and the process wasn't wasn't great. You guys were getting not that I judge a whole heck of a lot by shots because I not all shots are created equal, but the zone time was a little tilted in your opposition's favor, and um, you guys were having a hard time, you know, with your D zone play and, and getting out of your own zone and and creating sustained offense. Yet you were winning games, and then you play a couple of really good games from a process standpoint. And you don't come away with the win. It's a weird sport. It's a vulcanized piece of rubber bouncing around on ice. Um, but but you guys feel a lot better about where your game is headed right now from a from a technical and and you know the detail standpoint. Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, the last uh, three or four games have have definitely been better and and uh, going in the right direction. But uh, like you said, we didn't have a lot of zone time and um, kind of swinging away from pucks and. Um, making it easy on other teams. I think uh, that was a big thing. Um, they were able to exit their zone and, and spend a lot of time in our zone. And um, so we made it hard on our, our D and goalies. And um, But uh, I think it's definitely a step in the right direction, the way we've been going and, and uh, just playing a little bit harder and smarter. I think uh, guys are working hard, but uh, sometimes it's not the smartest. So um, trying to work through that and, and uh, continue to, to try and get better here and, and uh, close out games. Like in the bubble in Toronto, no fans right now and most of the buildings around the NHL, um, but you are playing at home um, and you are playing on the road. What's the difference between this season with no fans in the bubble and not in the bubble versus the bubble in Toronto? Yeah, I, I really like uh, our ice in Philly. I think uh, we got some of the best ice, so um always like playing at home. It's, it's comfortable, but... Uh, you you miss fans in the building, especially um, Philly fans at, at home. It uh, changes uh, the game a little bit with momentum swings and, and uh, hearing them get loud. So um, they're, they're definitely missed everywhere. Yeah, on the road, it's kind of nice to get booed too uh, once in a while. So, um, but yeah, it's just uh, it's a different vibe in the rink. But uh, you learn to manage it and, and uh, play your hardest. Um, these two game sets, every one of the games that you've had this so far this season has been part of a two game set. Do you like the two game set? It's like a, it's almost like it's a baseball feel, but you know, to play a, two, a team two times in a row in the same building has a playoff feel to it as well, and it can create a few calling cards. Do you like that? I imagine you like that element of it. Yeah, it's nice, and and I think it's uh, it's nice to be on the on the road and, and be able to unpack your, your suitcase for a couple of days and, and know you're staying in the same spot. So um, that's a added bonus. And then obviously when it comes to games, um, it, like you said, it, uh, it adds a little bit of a extra element uh, if game one gets a, a little bit uh, aggressive, but uh, it's been good so far and, and guys are just trying to stay safe and, and uh, as healthy as possible through this, uh, through this uh, weird time. Um, last thing for you. Um, with this 56-game schedule and you're playing only the teams in your division and they're basically all four-point games and you guys are all fighting for the same four spots, the same exact real estate, is there an inherent just more pressure that comes at the beginning of a season? that Because that pressure probably wouldn't be there in an 82-game season, you know, pre-Thanksgiving. Uh, Does it feel like there's more pressure to, to have to get points and, and get results now? Yeah, a little bit. And I think our, our start helped. I mean, um, we weren't playing the best hockey, but when, when you can 
um, rack up some points and, and uh, get points early on in the, in the season. It's huge in, in a shortened season like this. So um, we got to continue to get better, like I said before, and, and uh, continue to, to get better in our game. And, and uh, we'll continue to, to play strong and, and win some hockey games. So it's it's been a good start. We, we continue to get better, but uh, it's been good so far. Lots. Congrats on the hat trick. Uh, congrats on the win over uh, the Caps. You'll be back at it, taking on the Caps in, in the second game of this set. Thanks for doing this, and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Thanks to Scott Lawton for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. That line is absolutely buzzing with Joel Farabee, Scott Lawton, and James Van Riemsdyk, who is leading the team in scoring and having a tremendous start to the season. Uh, but that's going to put a wrap on this episode. Flyers Caps tonight, 6 o'clock. Check out the pregame show on 97.5 The Fanatic at 5.50. And tomorrow we'll bring you a breakdown episode of the Flyers and Caps game. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily. Climbing up on South Hill. I could see the city light. Wind was blowing, time stood still. Eagle flew out of the night. He was something to observe. Boy.